Hey guys, Future Mark here. Uh, unfortunately, before we get into the episode, I have to give you a heads up. This episode did not turn out how we wanted it to. For whatever reason, the audio went crazy about 12 minutes in and I didn't realize it and didn't hear it myself and didn't clear up until about the last 10 or 15 minutes of the show. So what I did was salvaged what I could. So you kind of have the opening banter and conversation at the beginning and then I was able to salvage the conversation that DBN and I had about the changes to Pale Cascade and Hush specifically in addition to that closing thoughts and sort of closing remarks I'm really really sorry about that um, we did have a new Patreon subscriber Chris S I don't think we were able to salvage that section of the show thank you Chris for supporting us over at Patreon we really appreciate you hopefully you guys get some enjoyment out of this really brief episode number 49 sorry sometimes technology works and sometimes it doesn't uh, but that's it from me future Mark let's go ahead and hand things over to past Mark, he'll, he'll, he'll definitely start the show for you. You're listening to Legends Cast, a podcast about the cards, the meta, and the community of the Legends of Runeterra. This episode is brought to you by listeners like you. To become a supporter of the show, visit patreon.com slash legendscast. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to Legends Cast, a podcast about the legends of Rundera. My name is The Lift or Mark from outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And with me tonight is my legendary and ever faithful co-host, Dead Broke Nerd. Dead Broke Nerd, how you doing tonight, man? Doing pretty good, doing pretty good. I'm, uh, I'm pretty tired. Uh, I have been uh, working out uh, a lot more. I, I kind of uh, Trying to get started... swole, bro. Yeah, yeah, we'll get back to it anyways. Uh, it's funny, like, you know, this time last year, I was climbing twice a week and playing Frisbee for like four hours once a week. And uh, since COVID, I haven't been able to play Ultimate. So uh, over a year later, <laughs> and uh, I'm like, I still am not playing Ultimate. I'm like, I need to get back in the gym if I'm not going to be playing Ultimate. So I'm you know, still climbing and stuff. But, uh, man, the last uh, three days, I have been uh, working on my, uh, my lifting regimen. And uh, I got to tell you, I, uh, pushed myself pretty hard yesterday and I was just hobbling around the office today, just like on these sore legs, <laughs> man, it was weird, but also kind of cool. I mean, the, the, the fun thing is like, uh, I missed that feeling of like, just being just super sore from the workouts the day before. Cause I was like, that was like my whole life when I was rowing and, and playing ultimate on a college team. Like that was fun. I like that. I miss that feeling. So I, it's as weird as it sounds. I kind of kind of love it. Dude. I have a very similar story tonight. I um, put Reese's cups and ice cream and milk and chocolate syrup in a blender. And I made a milkshake and I drank uh, like two whole milkshakes by myself. Yo, that's pretty sick. Yeah, this is a pretty, like, we we kind of had, like, a very... And by pretty sick, I mean like... it's going to make me sick. <laughs> we had almost <laughs> the same experience, you and I. You're, you're, you're working out. I'm having milkshakes. Um, I'm putting on weight. You're taking off weight. Very, both of us are having a weight experience, like, a, an experience right. with our it's weight. It's an interchange. You know, it's yeah. like, was the laws of, uh, yeah... 
properties, you know, you just you can't create something out of nothing. The weight loss has got to come from somewhere. So I'm just absolutely, it's just transferring it up That's here. Right. Yeah, it's just transferring properties, right? moving moving its way north. Uh, actually, to to me. So yeah, so that's great. Uh, but DBN, you've been playing. You just told me right right before we started. I played a lot of LOR this week, and that's great because I've played a lot of LOR. I played a lot more this week than I have in a while, uh, and I'll I'll explain why here in a minute. But what have you been playing this week in LOR? What have you been exploring and checking out? We have had a full week of card nerfs, which we're talking about tonight, and a full week of affiliates as well, uh, which yes, is very yes. interesting. So tell us tell us about your LOR this week. Well, you know, uh, I decided to actually do the Ding Dang quests and get the Ox card back because that thing is just so sexy. Uh, it is very cool. I am so happy now that I can say that I have it in my collection. Um, it is really nice, right? Like, it is... Yeah. It's pretty beautiful. It's... I, I mean, I look at that, and I look at the other card backs, and I say, man, the only one that I think is as cool as this one is the Nightshade Spirit one, at least from my taste. Uh, I do love the more, like, uh, I guess, abstract. I mean, I like all of them, but just the color palettes pop really well and yeah yeah it's, a it's good, uh, really it's a I really thought the nice festival ones the festival spirit and the nightshade spirit were really really well done and, and i think they've outdone themselves so far at least with this year of the ox now they still haven't beaten the hearthstone one where you had the pie that would uh like you'd have this little, the little pie uh steam coming up that was the best pie. one yeah, and Hearthstone, that was my favorite one. Yeah, there was this there's a special event where they had this uh uh card back where there was like a fresh baked pie and there was okay. steam coming off of it. I'm I, I feel like cool I must have back. missed it. Maybe that was like after my time. It was you played a little bit of Hearthstone beyond when I played it. So Yeah, yeah. Um but it, yeah, that one was pretty great. Also they had a good disco ball one where they had uh uh the knights and carrot carrot something or other. Um Okay. With, uh, Cadgar. Okay. But anyways, they had they had some cool ones. But I got to be honest. I mean, back to LOR. Uh, just from a uh, just aesthetic perspective, the uh, this this celestial bull, uh, bull one is so great. I've already really added nice. it's like three decks uh, to the the deck loadout. So it's really cool. I have played a good amount of Aphelios, but uh, most of that, most of Aphelios, I've been playing uh, either in. Um, uh, either in uh, uh, arena with uh, you know attached to like Zoe, uh, I've also played it uh, with uh, like against AI, just trying to grind some of the quests out. But I have also played against uh, uh, real people. I swear, and, a, cu uh, a couple of real people. Yes, I, I actually did actually kind of go on this uh, uh, like ranked play uh, bit uh, kick for like a day or two, and. Uh, I still, when it comes down to it, I still think, I think my favorite deck to pilot right now that I feel confident, but also like interests me from a gameplay standpoint is still uh, Leona and Asol. Really? I can't kick that deck, man. You just like it. You know, it's the, it's a flexible, adaptive play style. You know, like you really have to, like every, every play you make, you really have to think about if I make this play, what am I giving up to do it? You know, and uh, it, it's that kind of, it feels like that mid rangey 
Uh, and I know it's kind of got more of like a traditional, like, okay, the game is over now because a soul's leveled. Um, but that it, all through the mid game is just so fascinating. It's board centric. You have this, you're balancing, trying to get things to stick. You can, you know, disrupt your opponent's plans through stunning or life stealing. You have removal, but not too much of it. So you have to make it count. It's just this really beautiful blend in my opinion uh, of cards that, very, while all very powerful in these synergies that go together with the Solari, you also have to make sure you're making them all count. Um, and uh, maybe it's not the strongest deck out there at the moment, but it's definitely one that feels very rewarding for me to play right now. And uh, I've I've just been getting a huge kick out of it. And it also was the deck I went to because I knew I wanted to test out the changes to Pale Cascade and Hush. And I do think, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but I, I do think playing this deck really gave me some good you know, a good feel about where those two cards are at. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, you know, I, I, Leona Aesol is a really fun deck, and uh, as you've been had time to play this week, I've had a lot of time to play this week um, because I have been... So we started the live streaming schedule this week. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 8 a.m. until 11, um, we're live streaming uh, twitch.tv slash the lift right now. And so... Uh, Monday was our first one, and we talked last week. I thought I was going to do Expeditions, and so we decided to do Expeditions. So we've had two great Expedition runs. Uh, first run, we went 7-0, and I'm really not even sure. I can't even remember 100%. I think it was uh, I think it was like Zed Hecarim. I can't remember. I just – I literally cannot remember what we even played on Monday, <laughs> but it went 7-0. Like, it – just absolutely crushed people uh just absolutely crushed them and then uh and then today we played trundle ezreal timo that ran a ton of puff calf peddlers and um a lot of a lot of like puff calf puff puff cap generation but then it had a trundle and it just happened to have a feel the rush at the very top of the deck um because i just randomly got to draft a feel the rush and so if you you couldn't win there was a couple of games where it was just unwinnable and it was just like okay i just have to frost shock and or not frost shock that's the name of my deck uh frostbite i just have to frostbite and stall until turn nine and then i you know with a couple of spell mana i would play feel the rush and get a 10 10 teemo and a 10 10 ezreal on the board both with elusive and just win the game from there uh it, it doesn't feel good to have it happen for you or against you whenever you're playing regular uh, LOR, but in expedition, it feels pretty good, um, because it wasn't easy to, to get together. So we went seven and two this morning and won that. And then what we've been doing afterwards and DBN, I don't think you've checked this out yet. Have you the, the lab of legends lab that they put no, out? No, I have not. Dude, this thing is so cool. It is really, really cool. So, uh, so they put out this new lab. It's called, it's, I mean, you've seen, like, there's a lot of stuff going on about it, right? But Lab of Legends, basically you choose one of eight characters. So you could choose Aphilios, Heimerdinger, Lulu, Lucian, Riven, Braum, Misfortune, or Hecarim. And I initially chose Hecarim. And it gives you, like, a small grouping of cards, and I think there's nine uh nine levels that you have to beat and they get progressively harder the further and further you go in until like if you beat the last one um you get like a special thing but but you have a, a health pull that carries over from one game to the next so if you lose a bunch of health in one game and you head into the next one your health pull 
will stay at that. Uh, every three levels, you fight a boss, and at that point, you beat the boss, you will heal some. It's really, really interesting, uh, and you every time you get to add cards to your deck, but then there's a bunch of uh, like League of Legends items that are on those cards. So, for example, um, my Hecarim had like a plus two, plus two. My Zed summoned a femoral copy of himself, and he had a plus one or plus two, plus zero, or something like that. Um, oh, no, no, it was plus two, plus zero on Hecarim, plus two, plus two on Zed. And then, uh, uh, you know, and so it's just really creative. And then you get all these other cards that are like attached to spells. So uh, Vile Feast, is well, not Vile Feast. What's the one, Vile Maw? Is that the one that summons like a 6-6 six, yeah. six spider? Um, yeah, 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 three things die. Yeah, so my Vile Maw cost two less. And whenever I played it, um, it would shuffle another two of the exact copy into my deck um, or something like that. And so I would like play my Zed, attack with it, a whole bunch of ephemeral summoned, you know, shades and the ephemeral Zed would die. And then I would be able to Vile Maw that same turn, get a 6-6 six, six Fearsome on the board. So you just do all this sort of wonky, crazy stuff and uh, you get a champion and then you'll you'll get a second champion to put in your deck after you, I think you beat your first game. It's really kind of crazy. There's... Time for the main event. Targon cards, they're big changes to Targon. Um, would love to know what your thoughts were. And you can take us through, we can do both at the same time, or you can take them one at a time. That's up to you. Well, first off, I, I mean, we'll take them one at a time. Uh, first off, we have Hush. Um, Hush, this is now the uh, third uh, balance adjustment yeah. to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> But uh, Hush got moved from two mana to three mana. It is still a Targon burst spell, and it still silences a unit for a round. Uh, the comments on it said, Hush ultimately counteracts too many strategies, oftentimes doing it in a super efficient way. While we've wanted to avoid over-nerfing in the past, the overall play rate and amount of strategies it's defanged, especially the champions from the Cosmic Creations expansion, makes it clear that a flat nerf is warranted. Hmm. What do you think? Uh, uh, you know what? I don't mind them removing this for a season. This is one of those cards where if their design strategy is such that they actually want to adjust back and forth the power level of things and bring it in and out, I wouldn't mind seeing Hush come back in in the future. But I, I do hmm. think Hush is a, just a dead say no to so many champions, and I think that's really why it's a problem. Not necessarily because I thought this card was like, oh my gosh, it's uber powerful, but because it's like there's there's so many strategies that want to orient themselves around the champions, which is really what most of LOR is about, really. It's the draw. And then when your champion gets hushed and killed, when you try to defend them, it feels really, really bad. Um, and uh, I, I, I still don't think it's like, oh my gosh, this is the best card in the game, um, but I do understand why they did this. Um, and, uh, and I get that for, a, especially for a new player experience, getting hushed would feel so unfair, would feel so unfair. Um, and so I, I get that as well. So, um, my end thought is like, I understand why they did it. If they unnerfed it in the future and dropped it back down to two mana, I wouldn't be like, how dare you? Like if Targon ended up in a bad spot, but with how powerful Targon is right now, I completely understand 
why they put a, a little bit uh, a little bit of uh, hurt on Hush because Targan is very strong, and until Targan overall as a region becomes less powerful, either because other regions rise up to counter it or because we get some nerfs to some other staple cards in Hush, which we, we did get, or in Targan, which we are getting, um, I understand nerfing Hush for sure. So that's my thought. Do you think this actually takes, you're saying, you know, you're fine with it being gone for a season. Do you think that this actually does that? Um, I think that this is not an auto inclusion anymore. Like, I think that when you go to play Targan before, it was like you always put at least one to two copies of Hush and you would consider three copies of Hush because of how powerful it was. Now, I think you say, maybe I put a copy of Hush in my deck. Maybe I don't. Maybe I can run without Hush. Maybe I can find a way to do kind of what Hush was trying to do differently. Uh, maybe I can get some Aphelios-style cards in here that are going to stun a champion instead of having to Hush the champion um, or silence the champion. So I, it, it still does what it was going to do. It just does it worse, right? Well, yeah. But my opinion is that it doing it worse is still stupid strong and worth the money to me probably, i look at hush yeah. to me i look at hush and i say this was and i mean it had become over time a i put three copies in every targon list absolutely and, and now it's i put two copies in every targon list and i think uh, hush was at two for me and now it's a one of in my target and uh, this is still a good card it's still a playable card you guys should still expect to see people playing it. Um, them moving it from two to three, I just kind of shrug and I say, okay, sure. If they if they don't like silence, and I guess because like I've played enough games where silence and saying no is kind of like just a part of it. Uh, like um, Tesla had a lot of silence, mm -hmm. uh, and and it felt bad, but you're like you just get used to it, and so I'm kind of numb to it um legend of the five rings has i mean i play like the number one clan that says no to things um and but there's just a lot of cancels there's a lot of like character blanking for the turns and stuff like that i'm just used to it and so for me it's part of the course and so maybe to i'm just kind of like again numb to the frustration that silence because to me i'm like oh you silenced it well at least you didn't kill it you know, yeah. And sometimes that can amount, but like, I mean, imagine like, honestly, sometimes hush is worse than just a uh, um. Some there are situations where hush is worse than like a get excited. Yeah, get excited. Even like a sharp sight sometimes that you would actually rather like because sometimes you want to hush an elusive uh like a Zoe or a Timo in order yep. to be able to block it or an Ezreal in order to name in order to be able to block it and you're just like. You know, they're like a plus two, plus two and can block elusives for one less mana is much better than this. You know, there. Yeah. But those situations are admittedly um, like fewer because yeah, they're more this narrow. card is just they're the raw narrow. versatility of Hush is there. Um, I think the bigger issue with Hush, um, I, I look at this and I say, maybe this ought to be a fast card. Instead because of burst. In combat. Right. Because in combat, it doesn't make a difference. Not okay. really, except that it can be denied or nopified. Mm -hmm. um, but if if this had been a fast card for all that time, maybe nopify would have been seeing you know play as a targon counter, right? Maybe Ionia would be in a little bit of a better place because of the you know efficiency of of hush. 
Um, I mean, Lee Sin certainly does not like to get hushed. He does not like um, that. He does not like that at all. And it's so funny because they said that this card defanged so many strategies when, in fact, Lee Sin at his strongest was whenever Hush was much stronger than this. <laughs> and that yeah, was some of the height of Lee Sin's power, and it did not defang him, and he hates being hushed. Right. And I think that the just... Um... I think that the burst speed uh, going to fast speed would allow people to consider playing cards that would cancel it. I think that it would be great to see a uh, cancel in another faction, um, maybe even on a character. I, I've actually been saying this, um, although, or or maybe just another, just a little bit more spell shield distributed uh, across factions. Um, I actually was looking at, there's like, I didn't even notice this card, but there's like a one mana Shadow Isles card that says the next unit you play gets spell shield and like more attack or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, plus one attack and spell shield. Yeah, it's a cool card. I think that's a really cool card. I'd like to see that things like that in other factions, which would make Hush, you know, because Hush remove, you know, gets bounced by spell shield too. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually think I, I think a lot of people don't. A lot of newer players don't realize that they think that Hush is going to remove the spell shield it and also him, yeah. silence everything else, but that's not the case. I had somebody do that to my Asol the other day, and I was like, "Oh, you, you poor sweet thing." Um, <laughs> you tried. You tried. Yeah, it was a good effort, bud. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think at fast speed that it just might be a little feel a little fairer, feel a little more like you can. You're like, oh, I see it on the stack. Is there anything I can do about it? Even just the idea of that second to look at your hand and say, is there anything I can do about this? That's a difference maker. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like in terms of the feel of it, even if you look at your hand and say, ah, oh, crap, I can't do anything with this. Okay. It's on the stack. You take a second to think, but when hush comes down, I think it's like the feedback of, you know, it just, they play it. It instantly happens. All of a sudden your things, uh, uh, silence before you have any, even have a second to like process. Um, I think it. I think the perception of Hush might just be. I know people are gonna hate me for this. I just feel like the perception of Hush is worse than what it actually is in in play, even though it's a very strong card. I don't think it's really gonna change in terms of it being played anymore. Outside of maybe it just. Maybe I mean, maybe it just didn't need this. The more I think about it, the more I, I, I look at Hush and I say, I don't care that it changed, but is that really going to change anything? It's still a good card. It's still going to be played. Why bother? Why don't you instead try to increase the efficacy of things that counter Hush? Mm. I mean, if they'd bump this to four mana, then yeah, you're looking at a doubled increase. I'd still run a copy. <laughs> yeah, because it's so versatile, right? The the trick with Hush is that it can target anything and it does its thing and it does it at burst speed. It's so versatile, um, making right. it very strong, you know, making yeah. it very strong. Card. I think I, I still think I still petition for a card that says uh, a, a creature that comes down, uh, maybe like a four drop of a four mana, uh, four mana, three, three. that says the next spell your opponent counts is countered. Cast is counted, the, ne yeah. the next, yeah, cast is countered. I think that'd be such a cool card because then your opponent, yeah, like decks like Ezreal or like here's a uh, here's a clump of wumps or whatever the stupid thing, mushroom cloud or yeah, whatever. Uh -huh. Yeah, whatever. We don't care. But a deck like uh, like a Demacia list, like with Shivana or a Demacia list uh, with like a Leona Asol, looks at that and say, "Crap, 
they don't run that many spells and the ones that I do are really good. I don't mm-hmm. want to, I don't want to, but then they know it's there. Like, I think that would be just the coolest, like mind bender of a, of a card that would really mix things up. So oh, I, I'm there's... petitioning uh, riot. I know you're not listening, but uh, print me that card, please. <laughs> Get it to us. Let's go on to the last card. Pale Cascade. Pale Cascade slash Diana's Pale Cascade was a uh, a burst spell. Two mana burst spell. Give a creature plus two, plus one. And if you had Nightfall, you would also draw one. It's now give an ally plus one, plus one this round. Nightfall, draw one. Um, I have... Uh, I think this hurts this card more than I thought it was going to. At first, I was like, oh, whatever. It still draws. That's what you want to do. And there's some truth to that. But this, it, it it feels, at least, it feels significantly less powerful. If I was going to make this adjustment, I, I'm not saying I would do this. I'm just curious. Instead of changing it from giving up plus two, plus one, if they had moved Nightfall up a line and it just said Nightfall, give an ally plus two, plus one, and then draw one. Um, so that this card is does nothing without Nightfall, right? You can't do anything with this card. You must go mm. Nightfall before you can get anything out of this card. And when you do go Nightfall, you get everything out of this card because th- there are times when you just want to get the plus two, plus one out of it, right? Um, and you don't have to draw with it because you're pushing for damage or whatever. It says, while there are strong burst spells at similar cost, Pale Cascade provides all target decks efficient combat uh, superiority and protection without much of the opportunity cost given it's built in built given it's a built-in draw card by reducing the overall damage we're removing some of the potential to create better trades or push damage i understand why they did this i've said repeatedly i think this is the best card in all of targon it might be one of the absolute best cards in the game i don't know if this could it be that this nerf hit it and it makes it maybe not unplayable but a lot worse like is this only in nightfall decks now is it no longer in all targon decks dbn because that's kind of where i am like you still play this in nightfall because it's a nightfall but other than that you don't play it uh yeah maybe you still play it in uh lee sin because it's a spell that cycles uh but um yeah it's my i feel like it's mostly relegated to nightfall now this is a pretty big nerf i mean the, the the two attack is what made this good both for pushing damage which uh you know nightfall decks want to do they've got some elusive units and stuff like that but it also just any targon was like super excited to get that plus two attack so they could you know uh trade up. get trade you know trade ups and stuff like that um the plus two attack was great for the obviously pushing damage as well um this is definitely much worse i've been playing it i cut it from my um leona a soul list after a while and i put guiding touch back in um in its place guiding touch cantrips itself but it also you know with when i have a bunch of beefy like um solaris and dragons and whatnot i can heal those guys and kind of it's more defensive it's less offensive but those guys usually have higher attacks than most of the stuff my opponents play anyways so uh the main thing i was using pale cascade for was pushing damage or getting my little tiny guys to trick well now i can't trick my little tiny guys but i can heal up my leona when i trade with her so it kind of serves the same purpose i think this is probably good for i think this is good for the game overall i think this is good for you know the balance of regions overall because pale cascade was just the auto include like you never don't run it yeah always goes in right 
but I do agree. I didn't even think about that. But my argument was I wish this had gone, this had said, give an ally plus two attack this round. I wish it just didn't, I wish they had nerfed the one defense. Uh, they pulled the defense off of it instead of the go to what, plus one, plus one. I wish mm-hmm. they'd gone to plus two, plus zero. You know? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because the attack is what I cared about. Um, and there's plenty of other ways to protect your things in, in Targon. In fact, like, I think this is this card's nerf is going to bring Guiding Touch uh, a little bit more forward. I think it might even bring, like, um, Sunblessed Vigor more forward. And also the one that summons the moon weapons now. I mean, there's a lot of two mana burst spells in Targon that uh, you know affect board stability. Uh, and I think that um, Hail Cascade is now no longer the automatic inclusion. Now I think you go and start considering some of these other options, which is a good thing overall. Uh, you just kind of feel bad for Pale Cascade. And you feel bad for me, who has a prismatic Pale Cascade. Yeah. You feel really bad for me. Eh, I don't feel that bad. You should feel bad for me. You chose it. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good when I chose it. Um, I, uh, I'm interested to continue trying it in some specific decks, but it's not an auto-occlude for me anymore. That's for sure. Well, guys, that takes us through all of the card adjustments that have come out. I'm sure probably by next week, we're going to be talking about cards that are coming out in the next region because we're only three weeks away. So by next week, we will be discussing, hopefully, some cards that are coming out in the next region. If not, um, we will be going back probably to our crafting guide and looking at a couple of other regions and cards that you might want to craft from them if we don't have new cards to talk about. Um, But uh, let's go ahead and get out of this segment and move into closing thoughts. And I thought I was already perfect. Okay, guys, this week in Closing Thoughts, uh, well, first off, Closing Thoughts is always about, hopefully, if you've listened to us now for an hour and 25 minutes, that you have uh, will have gained something more out of life than just being better at LOR. Hopefully, you're better at living life as well. And so I was thinking the other day about something that has been really impactful in my life, which is the ability to forgive or the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the capability to forgive people who've wronged you in some capacity, and whether that's a minor wrong to a major wrong like right it could be someone who cuts you off in traffic right or it could be something truly horrific right so i i spent some time in uh in rwanda uh, uh like in 2019 and we were there during the uh the memorial of the uh the anniversary of the genocide where a lot of people you know lost their lives they killed a million people in 100 days in Rwanda, and uh, and so we walk through the genocide museum, and uh, and then talk to some uh, Rwandans uh, who had made amends with their neighbors who had who had literally killed family members, and and the power of forgiveness that was in that country was so in, was so insane. And I remembered what a mentor once said to me, and he said, um, "Choosing not to forgive someone is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die." Um, and I've always found that to be really, uh, really incredible that, that forgiving somebody for wronging us in whatever way they did, whether that's at work or within our family or whatever, if we're capable, right? It's, forgiveness comes in varying levels, obviously. But when I saw the horrors of, of Rhonda, I realized that we can forgive from virtually everything, right? If these people could move on, so could we. Um, I realized that forgiveness isn't really for the person we're forgiving, but forgiveness is for us. And, uh, and that was always, uh, that, that's been something that's really, really stuck with me. 
um, as uh, and something that's become really important to my life. I found that my life personally is a lot freer and happier when I don't live in a state of bitterness, but I live in a state of forgiveness. And that has been really, really hard for me in the last couple of years of my life. And I'm only bringing that up today on Closing Thoughts because I'm I'm like, re- I feel like I'm relearning that really important thing that was really important to me. And I'm, I'm like relearning it. Sometimes we have to relearn things. Maybe that's a second closing thought. Anyway, that's my closing thought. That's my closing ramble. Forgive people, man. Let but it that, go. Yeah, it's uh, it's not really as much about them so much as it is about finding closure for yourself but yeah. um but and and you're right too on the other point which is i think would also make a great closing segment which is you know uh sometimes when it comes to just anything in life whether it's just personal goals or uh you know knowledge anything sometimes you got to do upkeep you know you <laughs> sometimes gotta, you, gotta you gotta be a little reminder a little refresher that's right you know i mean it, that's what uh I mean, even just playing Ultimate Frisbee all those years, uh, I got to my senior year and I had to kind of retool one of my throws because just over the years, my technique had degraded and degraded. I was compensating for, you know, injuries and whatnot. And and I had just, it ended up not being where I wanted to be. It wasn't as technically sound and I had to basically start over and, and relearn it, but it was worth it. You know, at the end of the day, just i mean that's just a more practical example but uh just sometimes it's it's worth evaluating the foundations of the things whether it's the things that you do your passions your hobbies or just uh you know your worldview or or the life that you want to live you know it's it's, it's always worth reevaluating from time to time to just to check in with yourself and and see not just what your ideals are but also you know, are you meeting those ideals and in what ways can you improve that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Re-exam- do some, do some self-examination this week. Um, uh, that's going to do it for this episode. DBN, how can people find you, buddy? Well, I already plugged it, but I'll do it again, especially with these Riven changes. Go check out my uh, YouTube channel. You can see my Riven and Diana nightfall list. Uh, I was hoping to be able to record again this weekend, but I have to work. Uh, two different escape room shifts this weekend. So uh, probably won't happen. Nonetheless, I do hope to get something up at some point soon because I had so much fun recording that last video. Uh, So yeah, YouTube, or of course, if you want to chat, the best place to do that is in our Discord community, which we push every single week. So it should be in the show notes, uh, descriptions, whatever you want to call them. Go check it out. Awesome. Yeah, I stream. Uh, if you want to find me, I stream every Monday, Wednesday, Friday from about 8 a.m. until 11 a.m. EST right now over at twitch.tv slash the lift. In addition to that, um, we are doing a big life transition in the next couple of months. And my wife and I are starting an online digital church called Lux Digital Church, L-U-X. And no, it's not connected to the character Lux, even though I love the character Lux. It has nothing to do with that. Um, And so if you are interested in that or would like to know more about it, feel free to shoot me an email uh, or better yet, join the Discord and shoot me a a DM in Discord and ask me questions about that. I would love to chat with you about that. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening and be sure to come back again next week. 
Thanks for listening to Legends Cast. This episode was brought to you by listeners like you. Don't forget to join our Discord community and support us by leaving us a rating and review wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. A special thanks goes out to all of our Patreon supporters over at patreon.com slash legendscast.